Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Let me start here by saying Happy Poet is an all-organic, mostly vegetarian comedy about a guy named Bill, struggling poet who pours his heart and soul into this healthy food stand, surprising friends and customers with his dry wit and offbeat passion, and motivated by a group of a ragtag group of supporters and friends in a budding relationship, all come together in this very enjoyable, funny, offbeat film called Happy Poet. And we're joined today by Paul Gordon, who wrote, directed, edited, and starred in Happy Poet, as well as the producer of Happy Poet, David Hardstein. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Did I get the designations correct? Are we, Paul? Did I? Yeah. Okay, great. And, yep, and All right, great, David. Um, well, wonderful. I, uh, again, this is a film uh, that is uh, a little bit below the radar. I, I haven't seen or heard a lot about it, but the notices, and I, I will talk about that as the, from... Uh, from the film uh, press has been just outstanding, been getting great reviews. Uh, Paul, tell tell our listeners a little bit about the genesis of the story behind Happy Poet. Uh, well, we were trying to get this other film made for a while that was a little bit more complicated, a little bit um, <laughs> bigger budget, not a big budget, but um, a little bit larger scale film. And it was, we were having some, trouble getting that movie together so um and i was getting kind of antsy to make something so i um i started writing this script as a short film uh just for something fun to do with friends in austin we're from austin Mm -hmm. and um i i started writing these parts for uh actor friends of mine and um i kind of can't the the idea of the food stand came from just the idea of uh, finding an easy location to shoot at. I was trying to think of uh, like coffee shops or mm-hmm. restaurants or other places where I had friends that worked where we could get access to shoot something. And um, I just I came up with the idea of the food stand as a sort of a mobile location that we could shoot at. If uh, you know, if someone told us we couldn't shoot there, we could just move <laughs> yeah, to some other true. part of the city and that's then. That's how. That's where the idea came from. Okay, so you were you were waiting for uh, for another project to come come it to uh, to a point where you could start working uh, on it. Uh, David Hartstein, tell me a little bit about your involvement. How did you get involved with Happy Poet? Uh, well, well, Paul and I met in film school and, and worked together on on various various projects of his and mine, and um, and and Paul and I were were roommates at the time too, and and I just think Paul's Paul's writing and directing is is such a such a funny deadpan style that I'm I'm just uh, wanted to do whatever I could to see another Paul Gordon movie, and um, and yeah, we were working together on that other project we were trying to get together, and then we had had gotten some grant money for, and then sort of moving forward beyond that to this next level um, budget wise was was kind of difficult and. And Paul went off and wrote something, and I, he wrote it really, really quickly. And I just thought it was so, so funny and so doable. It was so easy to see that it was just a no-brainer to just 
keep that momentum going and then just make the movie. And, and like Paul said, it was it was a bunch of friends, you know, already involved from the conception. And so, you know, Austin's such a great, great filmmaking community in that respect that it was sort of easy to keep that momentum going and bring everyone together and actually make the movie. So, boy, I tell you, that is such a key element, and I'm 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 so happy uh, when I over the course of doing film school. So many times I hear a similar story in that you've you have a, a you've surrounded yourself with talented people who are just not getting enough work. There's just there's not enough going on, and in, in being able to pull them together and to be able to make something as as really a, this is a wonderful movie. I mean, it's kind of I I don't know how that sounds. It, it's just it's such a uh, a joy to watch people making a film like this that is obviously a labor of love. It just feels like everyone pitched in in some way or another beyond just acting. It just, it has that feel to it. I don't know if that, I assume that's been an experience for you, Paul, on this. Yeah. I mean, everybody who, everybody who worked on the film did, you know, 10 different jobs, you know, yeah. from, you know, Dave AD, the film, um, you know, we, from gripping to uh, yeah. production design to uh, you know just everybody kind of just pitched in and did yeah. various things. Well, I want to I want to recognize uh, while we're talking about people involved in the film, um, the the supporting roles here and really I mean other lead roles. I should really a better way to put it. Uh, Donnie's played by Johnny Mar Mars. Uh, uh, Curtis is played by uh, Chris uh, Duback, and Agnes is played by Liz Fisher. All of them are just wonderful. I, um, any one of these characters could easily have been a character, uh, and none of them are. Uh, right. But, I mean, Donnie is kind of the, for lack of a better way, sort of the hus- more of the hustler in all of this mm-hmm. film, uh, who's urging uh, Bill to really kind of, come on, you know, market this and do this and do that. And Chris is kind of the creative side of your the left side of the brain is that am i saying that right the left side the creative side of things and uh mm-hmm. yeah and 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 then liz this this budding relationship that you have with agnes she plays exceptionally well uh in terms of she's obviously interested but bill's i don't know i want to ask you a little bit about bill's character is is his awkwardness with agnes come from just coming out of a relationship or is this just basically in his nature to be of of that sort of hesitant nature uh, wh- wh- where was that part of his character coming from yeah i mean i saw him as uh, i didn't you know maybe the the previous relationship might have something to do with it because his previous girlfriend does pop into a scene um but yeah i mean i saw him as just someone who was becoming much more like sort of waking up in the move in the course of the movie and becoming more, a more active um confident character and so at the beginning you know he is uh, a more hesitant character but at the very beginning of the film you know he sort of takes this leap um yeah. where he's trying to get this loan the first scene of the movie uh, to start this food stand, and um, so yeah, I like to see that that arc for that character. Yeah. 
Well, well, you, you let's. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, David this question. Let's mm-hmm. let's outline the story a bit here. Just kind of. I, I don't think I've done a, a a good enough job of outlining the the out the broad outlines of the story here, uh, of uh, the happy uh, hap, the happy poet. Sure, sure, sure. Well, first, I I do want to say, as a producer, I need to mention that it's playing at the Lamley. Oh, Monica you. Fourplex. Everybody yeah. should come out tonight if they can. Paul and I will be there for Q and A. Excellent. Um, at screening starting starting the night and playing through the week. Okay. Um, so yeah, a little little nope. push there. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, David, and and I'll I, and I'll post that to the website as well. But uh, it is so important. It is so important, and and my listeners know this. So that I I beat it into them uh, on a regular basis. Opening weekends for a film, every film that that you know any no matter what it is, but particularly for films. The indie films. The first weekend is the oftentimes the um, the fate of the film is decided in terms of distribution there and beyond. So get out and see these movies. I always I'm very very adamant about that. Go ahead. Thank you, thank you. Well, well, the story you know the story is very much about building something you know from scratch with your own two hands, um, you know, and, and and something that you believe in with your heart. And in this case, it's a food stand. And we talk about the movie. It's you know, it could be about anything, and 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 Paul can talk more about this too. But mm-hmm. it's, it's you know very much similar to a story of trying to make a movie or trying to make something on your own. And we we've talked about it as an underdog story, and we've talked about it as as uh, you know something. Bill's really a character to root for, and and um, it could it could be anyone doing anything. And in this case, it's the food stand, and and Paul talks about why. But but I I think we found that that. Audiences really root for this this kind of do-it-yourself, <laughs> you know, uh, ethos, and then uh, mm. I think I think that's the big takeaway. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, a little bit uh, more about this, and I, just going back to kind of the character interaction. What so often a film like this is so um, much dependent upon uh, the obviously the dialogue, but the relationships that have to be believable. And I think one of the great things about the Happy Poet that you were able to do in your script was. You build these very believable relationships um, with for Bill with these other characters. Tell me a little bit about that in 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 the writing and the process for you. Yeah, um, like I said, I wrote the parts. Um, yeah. These were friends of mine, but they're also really good actors. I mean, I see them as they're pretty much like the best actors in Austin. Um, uh, Chris Dubeck has been in a bunch of films that, you know, at Sundance, and the same with Johnny Morris is in some films at Sundance this year, and um, they, uh, but yeah, as far as being believable, I, I mean, um, I like for, uh, I generally always want to play things really straight, you know, you were mentioning before that they could have been caricatures, yeah. um, uh, but we were always going for that, just, you know, making it, you know, everything was just a real moment, like, very sincere, um, and, um, you know, we, uh, we started rehearsing the scene when I was still, you know, writing the script, so, um, you know, we were basically workshopping the scenes and trying to make them as natural as possible, um, you know, starting during the, the writing process, mm-hmm. so, um, and it might have helped, you know, that we were friends, so we actually did have, you know, personal relationships to to build upon. So mm-hmm. yeah. that might have helped. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
well, I think it did, and um, it, it that's part of it. I, I think with a comedy like this, it it, it is it has to be. Uh, the characters have to be believable. The interaction has to be believable, and it makes it funnier. It may all of it. It rounds out the whole uh, experience of, of of watching the film um, for 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 me as a listener, watcher, viewer uh, of the film. Uh, just real quick, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with um, Paul Gordon, the director, writer, editor, and star of the film *The Happy Poet*, as well as the producer David Hartstein, uh, and. Both of you will be at the Lemley, the, you said the Monica Four, is that correct? That's right, yeah. Tonight for the screening at? Um, 7.30 and, and 10. We'll be there today and, and tomorrow. Okay. And, uh, and there's a 5.30 screening we'll be there for the end of as well. Yeah, okay. And that's for a terrific theater. That's a terrific theater. The Lemley's, they, they do it right. And, um, again, films like, uh, films... Every film needs, uh, you know, a great start, and and particularly the indies. Um, Paul, tell me a little bit. You're from Austin. Um, good, uh, pretty good film community. Film uh, supportive of of artists like yourself. Tell me a little bit about. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely um, a great place to make a film like this. Um, Especially, you know, in the low in the lower budget realm, um, but there there's a there's a really strong community of uh, people. You know, you help each other out in your films. Like I help someone on their film, uh, and then they'll help me the next time. You know, um, there's a lot of that, yeah. and um, uh, you know, like we got to shoot in this really beautiful park in Austin, um, pretty much in right in the middle of Austin. Yeah, um, the the city of Austin let us shoot there for eight or nine days, you know, and didn't charge us anything. Nice. Um, nice. We walked around, we just walked around town. All the all the scenes that have people on the street or customers in the park are just people that were out, out and about, and we would just go up to them and say, hey, do you want to do you want to be in this movie? And then and most of the people were into it and would just come up and... Was that was yeah. that a, was that a lot of the the customers for the for the food stand came up mm-hmm. for the people? Yeah. yeah, they were all just people that were mostly people that were just out there at the park. Um, and then the yeah, then the Austin Film Society we we got a grant from the Austin Film Society that helped us out a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah all around it's a very supportive uh, film community. And and the Happy Poet Happy Poet played at. Uh, South by Southwest, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. So there you go, and and obviously one of the one of the premier film festivals in the country, maybe in the world, is South by Southwest. So obviously a huge coup on your part to get in and and to be so well received. I'm again, I I, I made mention of it earlier. Um, the New York Times, IndieWire, um, New York Magazine, a number of I don't know Entertainment Weekly, high profile. Um, uh, entertainment slash news magazines have written very favorable reviews. I, I, I read a little bit of them uh, before we came on the air, and um, so obviously the film's getting a lot of great press, which certainly helps. But it's all about people getting out into the theaters and and checking this out. David, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit. Now, Paul talked a little bit about the grant that you got. Mm-hmm. Raising money for a film like this was the was the grant enough to take care of what you needed yep. to, or going beyond that? What did you have to do? 
Awesome. It was a start, okay. and uh, it, it got us a good way there. It got us moving, and, and you know, a lot of it then went, went around going to sort of family and friends, and it was it was almost like a like a Kickstarter thing without without the web. I was going to um, ask you, you know, did you calls and, okay. and 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 uh, emails and and um, and people, you know, just like in the movie, coming together to, to support us and, and invest or donate or. Or, um, you know, sometimes it would be just sort of material donations of food, cooking a meal, or, or um, you know, writing a small check. So. How, how many days was the shoot? We did 18 days, okay. and uh, six-day weeks, followed by a day off, and, um, okay. yeah. Now, now, what kind of a camera did you use in this? Uh, we shot on the Red, the Red 1. Okay. It was sort of one of the earlier Red um, you know, feature productions that we we're aware of, and, I, you know, I, I think that was a... I think that that camera, that format fits the aesthetic, the sort of lockdown, deadpan, uh-huh. um, tall style. That probably would not have been served by a, a smaller format or handheld kind of camera. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we got a. That's another case where it helped to have friends. Uh, with, yeah, being in Austin with the camera package. We uh, a friend of ours had it had one of those cameras and rented it to us at a really low rate. So um, so otherwise. We were gonna. We were originally going to shoot on a, on um, you know, like a DSLR camera, like a smaller format camera. Right. And um, since he gave us such a good deal, we went ahead and used the red. A lot, lot of red uh, for filmmakers who come on. Um, they're using that. The Sony's. The the uh, the Sony. As I've I've forgotten the numbers. D. I'm gonna anyway. Sony and and. And Panasonic, but it a lot more reds are being used. It seems on, mm. on these. And yeah, yeah, it's mostly lockdown. The the film is. Uh, I don't recall too many, if any, tracking shots or kind of run and gun yeah. stuff. No. So yeah, just here and there. There's some, you know, when he when uh, there are the when Donnie is riding through the city on a scooter. Right. Right. Or some of the some of those shots, but uh, yeah, I like the. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Ozu. I don't know if you know Ozu, but uh, I like the uh, that sort of lockdown aesthetic where you kind of let things happen within the frame. Yeah, yeah. And and editing, uh, did was it just yourself on this, Paul? Was it um, for the for the bulk of it? Sort of the heavy lifting was me. It took it took uh, quite a while because we had uh, about forty hours of footage. Okay, um, but. Um, and then toward the end, um, a, a friend of ours, Jake Vaughn, who um, actually recently had a had a movie picked up at South by just a couple days ago, um, has a new movie out called Milo, or that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been an editor for a long time, and he did uh, he did some, he right at the very end of the editing process, he worked on it for about a week and a half, mm-hmm. and did some. Uh, that was really helpful for um, just getting a different perspective, a different, uh, different eye on the film. Um, and he cut out uh, some unnecessary stuff, or I don't know how you want to describe it, Dave. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, he did some additional editing toward the end. Well, David, that seem so. Any anything else production-wise? And this is film school. Anything uh, <laughs> you'd, you'd have for our uh, for our listeners who are interested in you know who are out making these kind of movies uh, or uh, any advice? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think you touched on something there at the end with, with, with Jake coming in and doing another yeah. another sort of editing pass, which is the collaboration. I mean, that, that's really how this movie got made. First started starts with Paul, and, and then I come in, and then, you know, with Johnny and, and Chris, and then anybody we could who, could who could help out or wanted to help out with our, you know, production design and, and some some computer graphics at the end, some sign yeah. replacement right, stuff. Right. And it, it all just kind of came together through through continuous and, and evolving collaboration. Excellent. So. And, and, oh, go ahead. Just just the idea of, like, working with what you have and being adaptable, you know, the whole thing is kind of written around what we had. Mm-hmm. If you're working on a, a low budget um, and, uh, yeah, just being adaptable, open to discovering things. Yeah. That is part of the process, isn't it? There's, uh, when you when you get a, a a lot of creative people together and they have this sense of collaboration amongst, it sounds like that's what you were really cultivating in this project. You can really you can really come up with some wonderful things. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is an example. The Happy Poet is a very very good film, and I'm so happy to be able to 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 be able to talk to you guys about it uh, and as we wind down here lemley uh monica four tonight yeah starting tonight oh, for the week and 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 tomorrow night saturday night as well yeah okay yeah. excellent no. go ahead paul all right no i was just you know and it, and it is going to run for the whole week yeah yeah it's going to run for the whole week you're but you're only are you only there for set friday and saturday or are you um, I might, I might actually go to some of the other, uh, oh, cool. I guess we hadn't decided yet how many <laughs> screenings we were going to be at, but, um, okay. yeah, I might be at some of the other ones too. Excellent. Yeah. So you're in town. That's good. Um, the yeah, last thing is it, <clears throat> excuse me, are you working on the, anything, uh, together now or are you each doing something separate? What, what's going on with you, Paul? Anything after this? Um, I am, uh, I have a couple of scripts I've been working on over the last, uh, year or so and um i'm yeah i'm just trying to get get that together i guess and uh dave has a dave has a documentary he's been working on oh Um, okay david how's that are we are we close to uh finished product on the uh on the doc uh it's 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 getting there i've been shooting a lot for the past year actually in israel and uh there's a there's an American style tackle football league over there that I've been, I've ah. been covering. So a little more shooting and, and editing, and, and we'll be there. <laughs> Ex- oh, excellent. Okay, well, I look forward yeah. to it. And uh, just one quick, last quick question for you, Paul. Did the project that you were waiting on is this part of one one of the things that you were hoping to move forward on? Is that ever going to move forward? Do you think? Um, I actually, it, that's actually not what I was referring. I uh, oh, okay. Yeah, hopefully. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, eventually. I don't know. I guess I started um, I started working on these other scripts, and um, it would be nice to do that film sometime. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Great. But all right. Well, I look forward to it. I, I mean, I, and I look, and obviously, I'm. Uh, this is a the happy poet, you know, opportunity, and I, I know a lot of the listeners do like to get out and and you know an opportunity to meet with the the filmmaker, have a have a Q and A with you guys about what it what went into the production and all of the different travails and and pleasures that go along with making a film um i, I hope they get out there and, and uh, support the happy poet at the especially this week at the monica fourplex uh in santa monica uh and uh thank you so much for being on film school thanks for having us
Yeah, thank you. David, Paul, thank you. And all the best on this and in future projects. I look forward to them. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.